0: that you dispatch your ministering angels to come down and encamp around about her to minister to her mind to minister to her soul to minister to her spirit to minister to her hurt to minister to her brokenness to minister to the part of her that feels broken snatched from her let your angels that's in your kingdom with you minister unto her let your Holy Spirit minister unto her I speak to the spirit of anxiety I arrest you with the authority given to me by Yahweh you and I loose you from her in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach whom we call Jesus I loose you from her and send you back to dry places and I bind Jasmine to the word of God I bind her to the truth of God I bind her to the Holy Spirit, a binder to the spirit of encouragement and joy. Father, the scriptures say, weeping may do in the night, but joy come in the morning. I speak joy into her life. I say that her morning has come. Her morning of joy has come Let her joy come riding in on the early morning. Let it come from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Let the spirit of joy overtake her. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. So, Father God, I say that she'll find joy in you. And that you will become her strength in this difficult time. mend her broken heart. Let her forgive herself. Lift the burning up off of her. And let her embrace herself. Let her find comfort in you, Father God. Let her find all her answers inside of you. I pray your word that declares that you would give us sweet rest and sleep. Lord, in your word it says that we can find rest in you. That we can find sleep in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We just thank you on tonight. I thank you for her rest. I thank you for her sleep thank you that she's going to be able to find rest in you. That you're going to make her her sleep peaceful. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you for the growth in her. I thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Father, in Proverbs 3... I think it's 324 you said when thou layest down thou shalt not be afraid ye thou shall lay down and thou shalt sleep peacefully when thou layest down thou shalt not be afraid yea thou shalt lay down and thy sleep shall be sweet be not afraid of sudden fear Neither be desolated of the wickedness when it come. Father, this is a promise in Proverbs 3, 24, unto Jasmine. When thou hast laid down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lay down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Father God, I thank you for sweet sleep for her thank you that you hear our prayers, Lord God, and that your angels are ready to come and carry the answers up on their wings and up on their backs, Lord, the answer to our prayers, Father. I thank you for what your word says. It will not return to you void, but it will go out and accomplish that which it was sent out to do. So Father God I'm sending your word I'm giving you your word back And declare that she Will have Rest And it will be sweet Hallelujah So I thank you for it Jasmine sweetie I want you to rest in the Lord. I'm going to sing you this song to play. It's on YouTube. And let it play all while you sleep. Okay? Love you. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay? Welcome to Roundtable Talk with me. It's been a while since I actually recorded anything, and I'm currently sitting here at my bar um, trying to do homework assignment for a class that I'm currently taking, the anointing. And one of our assignments um, for the whole entire year is to write inner journal we are to journal uh, daily every day we journal and write down what god is saying to us uh, and i haven't been consistent with my journaling because of everything that is currently going on in my world dealing um with some family issues, um, some is a secret. Some may not know. Um, I lost my grandbaby back in September. From what we were told was from suffocation, but just finding out a couple of days ago that it was actually from fentanyl overdose that um, she got from her mother. Her mother is not my child. She is the daughter of my son. So dealing with that, um, a lot has been going on. Emotionally, mentally. And as I was writing, I asked Adonai to help me get what's in my head out on paper, so I'm able to journal and be effective in my class, but there's so much to say, and I can't write as fast as my mind is going, so I decided to, hey, get on my podcast and just talk about it, just talk it out. There's so many factors in this, but, uh, this is just one incident. A lot of people may think they know me, (laughs) but they don't. They know of me. Even my family really don't know me, but they know me. I am one who internalizes things. Um... I don't let my emotions, my frustration, better yet, show. When you see me, I'm smiling even though I'm battling. Um, That's just how how I am, you know. Even I've told people, you know, When I was in the world, I was a fighter, but here's the thing I was never one that just started fights like that. Um, I've always been a defender, so I've always found myself fighting for others. Even my sister, there's four years between us, but even as we were growing up, I was always fighting. Fighting for her. Yeah. I've always had her back. Yeah. I always have the back of others. And I have a lot of people that have my back that are not. Kin to me, far as DNA, earthly DNA, but spiritual DNA, we are kin, and they have my back. There's so much I can say on this podcast, this this recording. I could talk about my childhood can talk about my young adulthood, my teenager years, my young adulthood, motherhood, marriage, adulthood, um, being divorced, being remarried, married, ministry, as a woman, as a grandmother, as a mother, as a wife, as a sister, as a friend, as a mentor, as a mentee, as a giver, as somebody who's been mentally abused, emotionally, not physically, because I don't I don't do that. Um I could talk about it all. I can tell a sad story. I can tell a funny story. I can tell a happy story. I can do a war with me story. I can do a warrior story. There's so much that I can talk about. There is a lot. There's a lot to my story. talk about how I'm looked at in one way. How people have taken their um, their opinion of me and tried to make it factual when it's not. They take stories that they hear, lies that they hear about me and try to make it my truth. And that's not the case. That's not the case. We talk about growing up. We all have a story. About how our parents treated us. Some was treated good. Some was treated bad. Some was treated fairly. Um, We all got stories. About how our parents treated us. And one thing that has been. That I've kept and the forefront of my thinking and remembrance when I think about my mother is that my mother was only able to give us emotionally what she had on the inside. She became a repeat offender. And what I mean by that is she repeated what her father did and what she experienced <coughs> i'm sorry i'm getting over COVID, so um yeah dealing with COVID and the information of how my granddaughter passes a lot excuse me <coughs> she's a repeat offender meaning she repeated what was done to her as a child, to a certain degree, and that's how she treated us. A lot of time, our expectation from our parents is extremely great, but the thing is, we don't know what our parents went through as a child. We do not know what they what they what they have coped with or those whose parents are still living what they're coping with. We don't know how their parents treated them and how their parents parents treated them. If we go all the way back it stems back from slavery when the beating started. But we hold our parents to this high expectation and when they don't meet our expectation we talk bad about what the cycle repeats itself and you do the same thing to your child or the people that you so-called love but yet you become abusive with your words you become abusive with your actions that's not healthy but yet we want to talk about how our parents did and didn't do 99.9% of the time, our parents only give us what they got. We are expecting strawberries out of a basket that is full of thorns because that's all they were handed down. Nobody ever gave them strawberries. Nobody ever put apples and oranges in their basket. The only thing that's in their basket is grief, hurt, abuse, regret, rejection, thorns, rage, drunkenness, drugs. All that stuff is in the basket. And then they become parents with a basket full of dysfunction. And they pour that into their children. And so that's what the children feed on. But here's the thing. Regardless to what our parents gave us as children, that was not correct, that was dysfunctional, that was a basket full of thorns and evil and brokenness. We had a choice. And that choice was we can choose God and Oniah. To help us heal in those areas that we've broken. And when he healed that area. Don't allow a minister, a prophet or anybody to tell you that you're still broken there when you know you've been healed. But they keep saying you're broken and they have you breathe life to a situation that is dead. That God calls to But because you wanna dwell on what happened, as you dwell on the pad of what your parent did from a childhood, you constantly take the shocks, I forgot what they call them in a hospital, and you re-shock that situation. And you bring it back to life. You have it on life support. And as people feed it, it started to get more strength to survive on its own. And then it's all for life support. And it's full blown. is back operating functioning on a higher level than before. And so now you're dealing with what God had already healed you from. But you decided to become unhealed. And wake that dead thing up again. And you continue to live on what mama and dad did to you when you were young. It's amazing how siblings can be in the same house. And they both experience the same thing. But one choose to go in one direction. And the other choose to go in the other direction. And the one that decided to look at things different. Through the eyes of God and let God heal them. They are looked at as being snobby or they had the better life. No, that's not the case. Not even in the situation with my sister and I. We were in the same house. We experienced the same thing. But sometimes your hurt can be so great that it just looks like you're the only one being hurt. Because it's that, that... that selfish, that woe-is-me syndrome that got you consumed, I went through some stuff too, but when I felt hurt and angry at my mom, I danced, then I would take off running, I ran track, I would run, I would get so angry, I would run, I would dance, I would run, I would run, I would dance, those were my two outlets. I poured myself so much into my dance and my mother loved to see me dance. And I knew that was one thing that she loved. So I made it my best to be the best dancer ever so I can make her smile and make her proud regardless of her fussing. I knew if I danced, she would shut up. (laughs) So dancing was my thing. But we were both born in the same house, experienced the same thing, but how we processed it is different. Many don't know. I went through some I went through some deep stuff growing up. Yeah. I'm not exempt from being molested. A lot of people don't know that. Yep, I went through that. I'm not exempt from being raped. Yep, went through that in high school. Some people know, some people don't. But I am not fully what I went through. A part of what I went through is my makeup of who I am now as a warrior. It doesn't excuse the fact that I went through. I don't talk about it. me not talking about it doesn't mean it didn't happen it happened God healed me from that and I guess now is the time for me to talk about it but I'm not talking about it for sympathy I'm talking about it in a sense of letting people know I went through stuff too you know I got whoopings beaten by my mom we call them beaten now but they was whooping I mean We all went through stuff with our parents. We did. Everybody processed what they went through differently. But even in processing things differently does not denote the fact that I went through stuff also. I just choose to handle my things differently pour myself into my word you know I do that I find comfort in the world you know a lot of people just recently um, had an opportunity to spend a week with my grandkids in Arizona and got a chance to spend a week with their mom and we bonded like never before and she saw me in a different light. She saw me. She really saw me. She saw me. I'm not what people say I am. She saw that. And I love her for seeing me. I'm, I'm so grateful we had that week to spend together. And I absolutely loved it. And I saw her. I saw her. We saw each other of such a blessing you know so I hurt like everybody you see me smile and all that because in the midst of my hurting God said if I take care of his business he's gonna take care of mine I can't fix everything broken but God can't. I can fix everything that's broken with somebody else, but God can't. But if I can stay positive and say good, great morning to you and that encourage you to go on and have a good day, then that's what I want to do. I hadn't done it in a while because I've been down. A lot of people don't know. I've been battling COVID. Been dealing with a lot of Family stuff, but I still, that still good. Great morning is still in there. It's just sometimes you need somebody to tell you good. Great morning. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's a lot. I I have a story to tell, and you know, there's some stuff that I. Went through and did. I have no shame than nothing that I've done. Shame because of what? Why would I be shameful? Because somebody gonna think or feel a certain way about me. They think and feel a certain way about me and don't know my whole story. Why walk around shameful? If I'm to be shame in front of anybody, it's to be shamed in front of says I'm his favorite and he loves me, who is man that I should be ashamed of or be ashamed before? You know why I'm not ashamed of what I went through? It's because the people that are listening, you went through some stuff too. You were not born perfect. You've said some things that hurt people's feelings. You've lied. You've done things to hurt people. You bad people. People close to you. People you don't know. You've talked bad about celebrities that you know nothing about. And so why would I be ashamed before you? The problem is, <coughs> forgive me. People fail to realize that their life is a resume. So, pull out your resume. There's certain things you probably should be shamed if you kill somebody. Or if you call somebody their life. Or you call somebody to be locked up in a mental institution. Or you call somebody to go to jail. Or if you cause somebody to lose their life, whether they're an adult or a baby. Yeah, you need to be shamed. You need to be ashamed because of stuff like that. Yeah. But other than that, mm nah. Nah, you can miss that as far as being ashamed. Or to make me feel shame. I am who I am. God made me this way. And this is who I am. So. No shame. Share with other people. God has healed me. God has made me whole. I've been healed for decades. I'm not just healed from what happened to me as a kid just recently. Talk about decades. I was healed from that before I even had. Thirty-one. So I've been over 31 years ago. Over 31 years dealing with my mom. Even though she's deceased, I would not disrespect her even in her grave. Period. My mother gave me what she had to give. Can I be angry with her? Yeah, Yeah, I can. Do I have a right to? I don't think so. But that's just me. Feel you have a right to be angry with your parents for treating and doing you a certain way? That's on you. And if your parent is deceased, why continue to live in bondage of hurt? When they're deceased, they can't tell you they apologize, they can't even tell you their story to why they did it. Talking about what happened to you as a child, and your parents are long gone. So you can't say your parents, what your parent did still hunt you and hurt you, but you choose to be hurt. Like I want to lose weight. At the end of the day, a lot of this weight I have on me is because I choose to keep it when I can just go to the gym and when I can change the way I'm eating. When I can help correct the matter. Yeah, there's some medical parts, but all of it is not medical. When I'm doing my part, everything will fall in line. Same go true. When you're doing your part to heal you, healing manifests. and wish my stomach was flat and it just be flat I, I can't I gotta do something I can't sit back and wish I could minister and dance and not get up and move we can wish all day long you got people that are black wishing they were white you got people that were white wishing they was black Honey, the wish work it doesn't work like <laughs> and shame on you if you actually think that cause if we can wish stuff, let me tell you something I wish that I am a trillionaire, debt free and all that if the wishing world actually worked like that we will wish that the crime would stop we will wish death never happened I will wish my Baby was here. I wish my mom was here so she can have an opportunity to get a real, real, get. I can't, correction, I can't say a real relationship with God because I don't know what her relationship with God was, but that she was here so I can ask her, ask her some questions. She could tell me about how it was when she grew up. If the wish factor was real like that. <coughs> here. Here it is. It's not. We have to put in the work. It's like when you go to a job, you stand there like, I wish this work would be done. And your boss is say, no, we're paying you to do the work. So they pay people to do stuff that they need done. They don't I wish all the students knew the information, and the students would get the book. And be like, I wish I just knew the information out the book without actually opening it up and reading. No, you have to do something. So you play the biggest part of your healing. And you want to continue to dwell on what happened to you as a kid, and you feel miserable and upset, that's because you're choosing. For those that read the word, the Bible said Choose ye life or death He said choose life Because you'll have life more abundantly Everlasting He actually told you which one to choose But Yet Sometimes we still decide to choose The other way So just because you decide to choose To live in misery briefly about that I too have a story to tell and I just gave you a snipping of that story so I have actually been on here long enough I need to get off it's actually 12.37 a.m. I need to get off and do some more reading for my class. So whoever hear this, I pray that you hear something that will motivate you to move forward. That will motivate you to forgive your parents. parents is still living, that you would pray that God would present an opportunity for you to talk to your parents and ask them, how was it with them growing up? Some parents may go, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. If they respond like that, you already know they're dealing with hurt and that you pray that God show. How to show them love and make them receptive of your love that they may be able to heal now while they're still living and for those who parents that That you declare and you decree your healing. You take on your healing again and you call death to those pain that God had once healed you from. And don't allow any minister or anybody to cause that thing that God has called death to. To gain remember I'm going to say this after I get off uh, my first marriage Then I have to go back to the altar. I had to get healed all over again. And then I'd be doing good. And then somebody that knew the situation, that was a minister or whatever, felt the need to want to come and talk to me about it. And they would wake the thing up. And it kept going on and on. I'm talking about this went on for years and years and years. One time, this last time, the person wanted to have a meeting going to tell me that I'm still holding on to her and that I need to forgive my first um, husband and that I've said that I did this and I did smoke things and all that and I res- respectfully yeah, you got to heal, you got to forgive, you got to ask for forgiveness from um, his mom. And this and I'm like, what are you talking about? We're not into it, what are you talking about? And so they kept trying to push that to make it an issue when it wasn't. And they kept on. And it made me so angry. I was like, you know, I'm about to go because I don't know what you're talking about because I refuse to allow them to plant a seed on the inside of me. I refuse because they were trying to say something was there when it wasn't, but they were trying to cause something to be And I thank God that my discernment started To plant seeds there at the time concerning my mother-in-law at that time and tried to make me feel bad that I did something wrong, when I knew I did had never spoken ill about her or anything, but they were trying to create a situation because they were so used to doing it all the time that I I'm healed of my first marriage. I'm over that situation. So I said all that to say God can heal you from a lot of things but we allow people to come and wake up and speak life into something that God has already called death to that is healed that he healed us from that you find yourself wrestling with stuff that you had not wrestled with in decades but we gave somebody It and buried it, and you have allowed people and situations to wake it up. Ask God to forgive you and ask Him to kill it again and to give you wisdom and discernment on when people come to you, a situation comes to you wanting to wake up a thing that He has called death to allowing the situations that God has called death to to be named Lazarus he told Lazarus to come forth your situation that he calls death to name is not Lazarus he wants it to stay dead but you he called it a dead thing but you give it a name and call it Lazarus and you allow people to come to the tomb and speak and call that thing. Have to stop it, or you're gonna live in misery for a very long time. So, it is my prayer that this blesses somebody and encourages somebody to go forth in the things of God, to go forth in your restoration, in your healing, in your rededication, and finding a new life. That it blesses you. So I'm going to end this with a prayer and be blessed Father I just thank you for quickening me to do my journaling to record my journaling because I too can go back and listen to what I said to encourage me and it's my prayer that what I've said on this live recording that it actually blesses somebody and encourages someone. And Father, we have named those things that you have named, that you called death to, and if we have renamed them, we call them lies. And we have spoken for it to come forth, and if we have allowed other people to speak life into a dead situation. Father, first forgive us. Forgive us, forgive us for practicing witchcraft. Some have seen things from the dead to be resurrected. Forgive us, forgive us, forgive us, forgive us, forgive us, Father. Forgive us, Ananias. Forgive us of our evil forgive us for pushing the spirit of discernment back for the spirit was trying to tell us. You have called a benediction to. I'll call benediction to rejection in the lives of those that are listening. I'll call the benediction to hurt, childhood hurt, in the lives of those that were listening. I'll call the benediction to the rejection in the lives of those that were listening. I call the benediction to family curses in the lives of those that will be listening. I call the benediction to the spirit of procrastination in my life and the lives of those that are be listening. I call the benediction to low self-esteem to the lives of those that will be listening called a benediction to the spirit of pride, greed, and envy, and jealousy in the lives of those that have been listening. Benediction to sickness, desire. life in the lives of those that are listening. Every life that is demonic, satanic, Satan, spirit of darkness, that is operating in full effect in the lives of those that are listening. I call death to it in the name of Yeshua Hamashiach. Let Judah make a sound e la